Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. That is redlining. Uh-huh. Because either we were there already, and that's why they were like, put it there. Or yes. it was there, and they were like, put them next to it. <laughs> right. It's one of those I'd two things. I'd actually like them across the street if mm-hmm. we could pull that up. You see that train <laughs> and the tracks? Put them on the other side of the tracks. And then let's make a cool saying about it. <laughs> we'll write it in literature for years to come as an homage to the mean thing that we did to them by moving them <laughs> on the wrong side of the tracks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exceptional episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we work to finally prove that Russell Simmons only started doing yoga so that he could more effectively sexually assault those women. It's true. He just wanted to be more limber so that he could hurt those girls. Russell, we're on to you, and we hear the way you lisp around secretly in that new home of yours on some European island until they welcome you back into America. You're a bad man, Russell, but you know what? I don't know. I don't have an answer to what you've done. I don't think you'll ever be met with any accountability. We hope so, but probably not. Anyway, I'm your host, Langston Gurman. As always, I'm excited to be here. I'm having one hell of a week. I saw Candace Owens at a CBS. It was wild. I didn't know what to do. You think when you meet the devil, you're going to be like, hey, devil, get out of here. You're bad, devil. But nah, I just saw her and was like, eh, the devil needs toothpaste too. 
we all have items. The devil's got to buy her tampons as much as anybody else. And who am I to judge that? Anyway, I'm not a hero. I'm not going to take down Candace Owens or Russell Simmons, apparently. But you know who is a hero today? You know who's a hero that we can all believe in? A man of so many gifts and talents, one of my favorite comedians, my guest today, an exceptional artist in so many ways. You know him from his work on The New Negroes on Comedy Central. You know him from Grace and Frankie. You know him from so many funny things. He, He has one of my favorite albums that's ever existed in the history of comedy, and he hates when I bring it up, but he's so funny. Give it up for my guest, Mr. Baron Vaughn. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Langston? Oh my goodness, I cannot believe you ran into Candace Owens at a store. Yeah, what was she doing, you know? Was she wearing Prada? She was not. She was wearing, uh, like, yoga pants. Oh, so the, the devil wears Lululemon. That's the, that's, <laughs> the devil wears. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the follow-up film. It's way worse, but, yep, yes. they had to go for it. Yes. Um, you are correct about Russell Simmons mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. <laughs> Accountability, there's an inverse relationship to how much capital you own. Yeah, that's fair. Russell planted his flag in a lot of capital. And so they he was there from not... the very beginning, man. Yeah. That was back when people didn't think hip hop was going to last. You know, they're like, right. oh, this new fad, <laughs> black people rapping. I think they call it. They're rhyming all the time yeah, using yeah, yeah. songs that already were. It'll never last. Taking over everything. Hmm. I, I maybe you'll feel this way. I have a, a weird discomfort with people who are able to become that successful off of something that they can't do. And Ooh. I think Russell Simmons represents a type of that person. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, you don't rap, bro. And I get it. Maybe you had the vision and the foresight to help see rap through some of the trials and the difficult eras, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you're not good at this. So how is it that you're richer than all of these people? Because he knew the power of capital already. He knew the power mm-hmm. of owning his own business he knew right. the power of owning masters, you know, yeah. of of all that stuff because he was a businessman. So in a sense, even though he wasn't a rapper, he he helped invent the rap game, like the sure. industry of hip hop in and of itself. He kind of established a lot of stuff that is now standard. That's fair. And then he uh, mistreated a lot of women, which apparently is also standard. Yes. Well, sometimes people <laughs> who are. These risk takers that transform <laughs> worlds, they think that they're uh, above rules. I think that's a big thing, man. I think these people, when you get that wealthy and you get that much influence, yeah. you, you think you could be like a cult person. Mm-hmm. You just think everything you say and everything you do is somehow blessed and ordained, even right. if it's at the expense of others. That's just like... Some people can get to that mindset, you know, and I think that's the thing that we all got to be aware of if we ever get to that level. Yeah, there's no I think to your point, there's not that big of a difference between Russell Simmons and the dude from Nexium. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Exactly. I'm not... watching that shit right now. That's why it's in yeah. my head. <laughs> it's like he is Keith. Keith is Russell. It mm-hmm, ain't mm-hmm. that there's not this massive space between the way that they approach the world. And so, yeah, you're going to like hurt some people in the process because you feel like I deserve that. Yes, I am doing something that is so good that it cancels out, you know, Uh, any other bad that I do. But uh, that is not true. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that is not true. 
You know what is true? What? Well, I don't know if it's true, but you came to us with a conspiracy theory that I would say, I would dare to say it's maybe our most, uh, our most today mm-hmm. of all conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It's really a conspiracy theory of the now, if you will. Yes. You, I want to get this right. You said, my mama told me. 5G is the downfall of humanity. Okay, yes. So, <laughs> because this 5G stuff, all right, I feel like this is white shit that mm-hmm. has spilled into the black community. Mm. So it's like, now I'm hearing more and more black people, especially black people, people of color, BIPOX, whatever the hell the word is. <laughs> or yeah, acronym I don't B. love that one. <laughs> BIPOX, it's so weird. It's kind of like... um. For me, like, because I'm uh, OCD, this is why I make puns. I go, BIPOC. Bi also means two. Tupac. Wait a minute. That's why I, I just get Machiavellian He is alive. He is alive. In the hearts of us all. I knew it. We all Tupac. I was talking about this with uh, Open Mike and, and Rob Hayes the other day, separately. Sure. I'll just throw this out there. We'll return to this. This is a uh-huh. weird theory. Tupac uh- is the greatest actor of all time. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right. And this is just a general thing. And we'll come back to that. But Okay, because if you want to talk that talk, I'll mm-hmm. give you some time to talk that talk. You want to talk that talk? Because I got to come talk back to this 5G stuff. All right, let me talk this talk. Baron, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. The music is going to play. Go ahead. Talk that talk, man. Okay, so anybody that is an actor or anybody that is a rapper is in essence a storyteller. Tupac is one of the greatest storytellers of all time. The thing is that he went so hard into his characters I, I would think the guy has borderline personality disorder even because he became whoever he was around. And Suge Knight is so dangerous that when I wish someone harm, when they're leaving, I say, hey, you have a Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Baron Vaughn talking That's that talk. Fucking boss, nigga. <laughs> fucking you know nothing about that. Talking that I'm just saying, talk. he played that part so well that you know we know what happened anyway yeah. so back to 5g yeah and my mom you know my mom is quote unquote an essential worker right so when people are talking okay. about ooh, essential workers like they're like a concept <laughs> you know i'm like mm-hmm. that's my mom that's my grandma <laughs> right. that's my family you know that's a lady that i care very much about exactly and you know the thing is that essential workers aren't at home like a lot of people are right now. Mm-hmm. My mom works at an actual hospital, you know, so she's got to go in and come out and go in and come out. So she's trying to survive every single day. So she's not seeing all the news that everybody right. is seeing, but she is still having conversations with people, you know? Right. So obviously this 5G, there's so much misinformation about everything that's happening with the coronavirus and 5G is the newest technology, right? Mm-hmm. As far as I've understood, because I've done a little research, it really isn't operational yet. Like 5G is nothing more than a marketing ploy that AT&T and Verizon are starting to say just to get people excited, but they don't actually have the infrastructure for it yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I think to your point, so much of this is about like uh, we're living right now in a haze of yes. so much information that like we literally don't know anything about yeah. the disease that has now killed 200,000 people in the U.S. alone. This is a mass death event. Exactly. So, like, with that, 
anybody who's a skeptic or is afraid or even feeling uncertain is going to start to associate new technologies or new sort of like entities yes. with the possibility that maybe this is what's killing all of us. And I'm saying if you're also out there walking around in the world right now, you're mm -hmm. hearing what people are talking about. So yeah. it's like people are talking about this stuff. So, you know, if you're just walking around the world and you keep hearing like pieces of conversation, you know, and then maybe you hear a little bit about it on the radio as you're driving home from work, then suddenly you start hearing the same things over and over again. So you start going, hmm, you know, and that's because my mom is also a perfect example to me because she's like a real person. <laughs> Big you fan know? of her. I like her. Uh, she, yes. She cool. But she, like anybody, gets overwhelmed by the uh -huh. amount of information that's coming at us. So right. she does not have the time to dig through all the stuff because she's trying to live her life and do her job and get back mm -hmm. and all these things, right? So it's kind of like all this stuff starts in your head, you hear it over and over, next thing you know, you start repeating that thing, right? So this is like yeah. all this confirmation bias, blah, blah, blah. But it's like hard to break it, especially when there's just a tornado, a new dumb shit <laughs> coming right. at you at all times. So so the 5G, yes. the first I heard of 5G, yeah. right, when this was introduced as like the dangers of the conspiracy theory mm -hmm. was like a year and a half ago mm. when I was reading shit where they were claiming that 5G was bad for bumblebees. I don't know if you ever heard that. Oh. Where like they were saying that the 5G waves, because it's basically, you know, to some extent is a type of radiation that's mm -hmm. floating through the, the air. Yes. Was like fucking up the way that bees are able to communicate with each other hmm. and thus like find their way back to their nest. So hmm. like bees were flying out to go get some honey or some, you know, nectar, whatever, getting stuck outside of their nest and then dying off because of 5G and cell phone towers and shit. Wow. Now, what I know about the technology, 5G is a shorter wave than 4G, and it mm -hmm. goes not as long as a distance, right? Now, the other thing that seems to be the case, and this is just a general thing in general, anytime there's a new technology, there's always a fear behind it, number one. And I think that that fear is always valid because yep. I think that all these companies try to get things out to market before they know what's really up with it yes and so that's the, so and that's how they get you that's how they get you because <laughs> it's not it's not that i genuinely believe this bumblebee theory right yeah. like i'm an educated enough person to go on the internet and realize that this bumblebee thing is bullshit mm -hmm. they're not actually like you know disrupting the waves we're killing bumblebees for a lot of reasons, a lot of but reasons. it isn't necessarily our cell phones yeah that said wouldn't it be nice there if there is... was one convenient reason that's that's the other thing everyone's always searching for one convenient ass reason it's like maybe it's 80 things we're doing anyway you're right. saying langston sorry to interrupt no you're fine i think that's absolutely right it's like maybe the fact that you haven't recycled in 45 years has something <laughs> to do with the reason the bumblebees are no longer alive but sure it's your cell phone i guess but the point is is that like to your point they do so much shit untested and yes. then use us as the test dummies. Yes. It feels absurd mm -hmm. to just assume that they are doing the right thing. Of course. With new technology or new advancements. Oh, absolutely. And that's why most conspiracy theories and even like crazy out there political parties, which of course usually go together. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I don't necessarily agree with pretty much anything that they're saying, what I agree with is the feeling you know, the feeling of yeah. we are being lied to and manipulated. Uh -huh. 
that in and of itself is always legit and valid. The thing right. is, though, since there's motherfuckers out there that want your dollar and want your vote, they're going to take that feeling, you know, and they're going to water tube that shit down into a, <laughs> you know, a, yeah. a nice little cup that they can put in a commercial and serve back to your ass and, you know, call it Mexicans or call it black people or call yeah. it Antifa or call it right. 5G. So it's like. To me, because the thing about 5G, and that's what I meant to say, too, because it's like, look, electromagnetism, radio waves, cellular waves, all that shit. I don't think we've done enough research about how that stuff really does affect birds or bees mm -hmm. or any of these animals and insects that have been using this shit since before we knew it was there. Right. And furthermore, they didn't make this shit with birds or bees in mind. Of course not. Which meant that you were more than willing to sacrifice a whole bunch of sparrows for the, <laughs> the benefit of making sure that, like, I could text a little bit faster than I could text a year ago. Well, you know, the word spare is in their name. So I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> Clean that up, mince it up. We'll eat it later. So anyway, because they're devils with cloven hooves. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's exactly right though it's like and even to your point about like the instinct of feeling like you're being manipulated mm -hmm. or lied to i think that that's a hundred percent true in almost all circumstances i always presume that they're lying to me now i'm trying to get better about believing that maybe they're lying to me for better reasons mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. oh okay it doesn't always have to be this sinister shit sometimes it's just like hey man hey, your sleep's gonna be weird if i tell you really what's happening so maybe go ahead <laughs> Sleep comfortably. I I ain't going to trouble you with all that. You go ahead and, and lay your head down. You'll be fine. But like it doesn't always have to be evil. But I do think they're constantly lying to us about something. Absolutely. And this is where these things spill over into the black community, because black people, you know, have known for a very uh -huh. long time that we're being lied to and gaslit mm -hmm. and, you know, in all these different ways in ways that we don't even understand, in ways that we sometimes do to each other. Oh shit, Langston, I was talking about you the other day. Cause you once casually, <laughs> you once casually did some shit that I think about a lot, right? Okay. I went up to Vancouver with my wife on our own. You know, we were about to have a yeah. baby and we were like, all right, we got, this is, they call it a baby moon sometimes. It's like, let's go on yeah, a trip. Yeah, yeah. Cause this is the last time we're gonna be able to, to, <laughs> to like go anywhere without a child. Right. So we went up to Vancouver and we were just there, you know, having a good time because I know Vancouver because I shot some shows up there. Right. Right. So I was like, oh, you know where we got to go? We got to go to this one hotel. There's this bar in this hotel. It's called the Sutton Place. There's this bar in there that everybody, every actor who's up in Vancouver just shows up in this bar. It's insane. Mm -hmm. You'll see the craziest random group of people. And so we sit there six minutes later. Jason Manzoukas <laughs> walks in one minute oh. later. Michelle Buteau walks in. 30 <laughs> seconds after that, Langston Kerman walks in. Yeah, I remember this. And this you was like, a nice night. Barrett. You like screamed. <laughs> and then I came up to shake your hand. I'm like, all right, now we're the loud black dudes in a restaurant. And then you screamed, don't waste shame me. <laughs> and you know what? You was right. You was right. I just, I literally exercised internalized racism. In that exact moment, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. You know what? Langston's right. I was like, oh, no, everyone's looking at us. We're black and we're screaming. It, my first instinct is we're going to get shot. <laughs> That's what I always well, think. And, and to your credit, I wasn't right. I was drunk. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
I think that the truth underneath that is important that like so much of the way that we understand the world is not just through our own lens, mm -hmm. but through the lens of a an oppressor, a person who yes. literally doesn't want us to succeed or to see the world in a clear beautiful light now a lot of people i don't know if they know this about langston kerman but his motherfucker has a master's in poetry <laughs> <laughs> okay now you are maybe familiar with w.e.b du bois's concept mm -hmm. double consciousness that is yes. what you are talking about right now this uh -huh. cognitive dissonance of black existence in right. which we just have to live our lives out our own eyes and then also think what everybody else around me thinking about me. Any mm -hmm. any BIPOC has to have that experience. <laughs> you know, it could be two any or three BIPOCs. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that like, and that feeling that we all live with, it just makes you kind of go like, something's wrong. So of mm -hmm. course we're always looking for these things to yeah, attach it to. And then and I think I think what makes it even more complicated is how different our communities often are oh, from yes. our white counterparts, from even like, you know, people of other races that aren't white. Like mm -hmm. everything is kept so separate and so different. Mm. It starts to feel like, OK, everything here was intentional by a master planner who wanted to hurt me or, or yes. cause some sort of trouble in my world. But I do believe in that. I just don't believe that it's always lizard people. I do. Right. Somebody once used the word corporatocracy. I saw mm -hmm. that in the book a long time ago. And this person is saying that, like, there's no real conspiracy except for the fact that there are a lot of people who are very much in power that would like to stay there. Now, the question is always, who are those people? You know, right. as Jerry Seinfeld so wisely would point out in his stand up all the time. You know, people didn't know he was signaling to us that someone else is in control. He was always like, who are these people? And we're like, oh, it's just saying observational stuff about kitchen sinks. But really, he was trying to he was trying to spit some game on. This billionaire was trying to wake us up. Jerry Seinfeld, we're looking out for us all again. No, I'm joking. Obviously. Uh, no, he's uh, detached as a human. But I think the at the essence of it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I guess that's all I'm saying is that like. And I do believe that, like, 5G, I don't think we know enough about this shit before it's supposed to come out. But, yeah. obviously, I don't think that the virus has anything to do with it. I don't mm -hmm. think that... I do think, again, the truth of we're putting technology out there before we know what it does yeah. is always is always a, a, danger, a danger. A danger. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you less as you fade away, but I hear you. <laughs> I think, yes, 100%. We are in the middle of like this moment mm -hmm. where we are beginning to recognize mm -hmm. how quickly things are advancing and the potential dangers of the way that things are advancing because we're seeing the way that the we saw how the shit is made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a way that doesn't make sense. If we're staying on the train of the virus, mm -hmm. they told us when, when this virus first hit that it was going to take a year and a half minimum to be able to come up with a vaccine. Mm -hmm. And now in October, mm -hmm. September, October, they're saying that a vaccine might be available for people to use. Now, some of that is just a big old fat idiot saying wild shit on TV, but mm -hmm. some of that is then being supported by appointed representatives who mm. are meant to be thoughtful about this thing. And so the question becomes, is a vaccine actually realistic at this pace? Mm -hmm. Or are y'all just willing to test some shit on us and see what happens 
at the cost of what another hundred thousand who cares at this point and then again black people long history of shit being tested on us uh. <laughs> without our knowledge it's sort of uh our thing it's a <laughs> it's a signature move if you will <laughs> exactly so and then oh man and this shit with the the ice camps man this shit yeah it's genocide yeah. they are they are forcing hysterectomies on people that is mm -hmm. literally genocide so yeah. it's kind of like with realities like that why do you need a conspiracy <laughs> you know what i mean and to that with realities like that hell yeah i believe the cell phone waves are fucking up my bumblebee <laughs> yes i'll take it who am i to deny it if you're going to do all this evil shit in front of me how am i gonna sweeten my tea <laughs> I, I love that. My tea if there's no honey. <laughs> I just love one dude who's furious about what's going to happen to his tea. Do you know what this is going to do to mint julep July? <laughs> I don't think there's honey in mint juleps. I just. <laughs> it is. It is for him. And he's pissed. <laughs> true. True. true, <laughs> All true, right, true. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with more Baron Vaughn and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we are back. Oh my God! Wow! Yeah! Oh we're God. back here with more Baron Vaughn, more my mama told me. We're still talking about that 5G and the potential harm that it does to our bodies. When you first heard about 5G mm -hmm. and sort of its risks, what was the initial risk that you heard about? Was it COVID? Was it cancer? What was the thing? 
radiation. Radiation was the was the risk. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that we are a culture that is linked to our phones. Like all of us have some kind of device, multiple devices on us or around us at all times, right? So, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm a little bit of a futurist, right? Or Afrofuturist. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> Didn't want to pick the shit out. But you know, the thing is that like I know the thing about technology is we historically let the market dictate what is going to happen way too much. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody once said, science, we're all about coulda, not shoulda. So it's kind of like we make things because we're trying to, you know, satiate a need that we've created, you know, this consumerist need. So the thing about 5G, like what, like what I said about the whole cell waves. So 5G is supposed to be faster than 4G, right? But the signal cannot travel as far. And apparently, mm -hmm. as far as I have understood, it also doesn't penetrate a lot of surfaces. Like it, it's supposed to not be able to go through a wall or your clothes as well as 4G can. I heard that before people were like, it's 5G. I'm like, it can't even go through my clothes. What are you talking about? Oh. That's what I heard. And the reason that there's supposed to be a lot of 5G towers or boxes or whatever is because we need, if we were going to make 5G real, we would need a whole lot of boxes, which would not be as tall as 4G cell phone towers. Right. It would be lower to the ground like a street light, and there would be as many of them as street lights. So we would oh, need shit. that it many would be everywhere. We would need that many 5G kind of, you know, uh, transformers or whatever the hell they're called to, to make sure that the signal is really strong. But we don't have any kind of infrastructure like that. But putting those boxes up everywhere and people starting to see more and more boxes, that's kind of what I saw as starting like people being like, what's all these boxes? If I walked in my home, and there was just a new box in there, I would throw a fit. What the <laughs> fuck is this doing in here? And who does it belong to? And that box may in fact be the thing, that, maybe that box is the secret to how I light my house for the rest of always. But as it is, fuck you box. I wanna know why you're here and I wanna know what's going on. I was gonna say two examples for me, but then that would reveal how much of a nerd I am, I think. <laughs> if I was like, okay. hmm, my two things for a box that were funny, too nerdy so let's move on <laughs> we just gonna not talk about we're it we're not gonna anyway. talk about it <laughs> okay so i my first question in sort of digging into this research is what is 5g exactly and basically and this was uh it seems obvious but it was pretty revelatory for me is that 5g just means fifth generation yeah cell phone towers like they had some fourth generation cell phone towers, then they upgraded them to fifth generation cell phone towers, yeah. which I think to your point uh, is just to make them faster and stronger and more effective than their previous version. Yes. Now, what's interesting, and this goes back to our original conversation, is that all of the information that I can find that basically is talking about the positives of 5G mm -hmm. is being written by the companies that are making 5G. Yes, yes. So Verizon has like long ass essays where they're like, this is gonna help humanity and connect the world and make people brighter and stronger and believe in themselves yeah. in a way they never did. And it's like, yeah, but Verizon, you can't say that. They can't, they can't. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a bald faced lie. Because sure. I heard a whole speech of a scientist describe what 5G was and how it works. So it's either got to be all these towers or they have to figure out a way to magnify the signal and shoot it far, right, mm -hmm. from the sky. 
Like he used the example of the Death Star. <laughs> Right, <laughs> where it's oh, like you got to take a bunch of little signals and shoot them in the one signal, and then shoot that to another and then place blast that, that does the same thing. That um, blows like, up a planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's a bad example, bro. <laughs> like, that is a bad example, man. People were pissed off about their movies, and you're gonna bring that up right now. No, but we. I don't think we know enough. I don't. Okay, so here's what I think: the cell phone companies are mm-hmm. engaged in a lie, a PR campaign to promote 5G because they want people to think 5G is up and operational and it ain't. It ain't. Sure. My phone says 5G right now. It's a lie. If I, if I look at the signal, it says 5G, but that you're saying that is not true. 5G does not in fact exist. This is just branding. This is new Coke. There is 5G, yes, but it is not all that and it is not, there is no infrastructure. There's no infrastructure mm-hmm. for 5G signal. So anything that they are saying is 5g is not true they're just they're Mm. trying to get it in people's heads so that way everybody they look like they are you know already onto the next gen and they look like they're in front of everything when in fact once i was in a hotel in south korea 10 years ago and i had this it was like a speed test app and i was connected to the wi-fi speed tested this wi-fi right this is 10 years ago that's still to this day the fastest wi-fi signal i have ever experienced not even an expensive hotel in South sure. Korea. <laughs> and it's still faster than any Wi-Fi I have experienced in the United States for a decade. And then Verizon's out here saying, like, we're changing the world. Fuck yeah. you. I want the tech dude from that fucking <laughs> right. janky-ass hostel. Well, it's because the shower head in your hotel room was literally a cell phone tower. <laughs> and so you just had everything you needed right in place. And so to your point, it's not so much about like, oh, this new advancement in technology. It's proximity and safety. You mm-hmm. can put how many boxes can you fit and how safe is it really to have a constant flow of radiation swimming around us every day all the time and then my other question is and this is where i start to get a little conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. because businesses especially like you know international conglomerates i won't put anything past them if it comes to making a buck yeah since we're all inside right now you know or like most people at least i'm wondering if these people are trying to install all these things while there's this space you know, and then we're going right. to, then when the quote unquote virus is over, we're going to come out and it's going to be like all these boxes and shit. And they right. just didn't tell us. And they're like, we got 5G now. <laughs> and we're all like, people, um, I, you know what it is? The other day we drove past uh, LACMA, the, the museum LACMA in, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and they tore it all down. The entire fucking museum has been torn down. What? Because they're planning, I guess, to rebuild it and make it sturdier and stronger. Six million dollar man, this shit, whatever. Huh. But like y'all did it during quarantine because everybody's inside and they can't come to museums. To yes. your point, they might be doing the exact same shit for technology that like while we're locked inside y'all invent 8g and then when we (laughs) come out you're like hey congratulations you just got upgrading we're like bitch i feel sick my chest hurts (laughs) why does my chest hurt and why can't i smell (laughs) why can't i smell anything 
No, it's, okay. it's true. I think that people do that. Businesses do that. I mean, I think that we socially are all kind of in some kind of learning experiment. We're all kind of building infrastructure, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. for our lives and our personalities yes. after this shit. So I wouldn't put past them. Everybody's trying to invest in what's going to be next. Listening That's to right. business news. Don't listen to conspiracy theories. Listen to business news. That, that'll tell you everything that everyone's trying to do. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I started to dig in further about like where did this come from right mm -hmm. i really wanted to know like why was it specifically at 5g that we started to get scared and one of the things that i discovered is that 5g is not the first technology that really like created this same kind of reaction right that in fact this has happened for decades over almost every technological advancement that humans have made and that every casting choice of batman exactly <laughs> Nobody was happy about Michael Keaton, but he showed up and he did a good job. We're mm -hmm. proud of you, Michael. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I found is that in 1979, the American Journal of Epidemiology, I'm humbly, uh, epidemiology. Yeah, there you go. That's probably the way that you say it. You're smarter than I am. But uh, they published an article where they were basically talking about the connection between childhood cancer and power lines. Mm. Like for years, power oh, right. lines were presumed to be like making kids sick. Yeah. And they had a full fucking peer reviewed study that showed that like all the kids who live near power lines, because apparently they weren't as common as they are now, mm -mm. were somehow being like juiced up with cancer. Yeah. So then that keeps going. Right. And you get to things that have sort of had similar trajectories are like televisions for a while were being accused of being cancer causing hmm. microwaves, mm -hmm. hair dryers and even electric blankets. Oh, right. Yeah, I've heard that about electric blankets. Yeah. Yeah. You put that on your chest. You're going to get sick. Well, I, I used to just put them straight on my balls. <laughs> but I was sitting on a microwave. But the thing is that like. Sure. The power line. Your baby's fine. Your baby is fine. Babies are great. Everything's normal. <laughs> Sometimes when he gets mad, he, you know, multiplies by three and turns a different color <laughs> and actually can talk. But like, that's it. Sure. We're handling it. Um, <laughs> no, the power lines thing I've definitely heard. Mm hmm. Because it's kind of like, this is again another thing about like communities of color, you know, quote unquote lower class communities of color or whatever the hell, you know. Yeah. Uh, the title or whatever the heck is supposed to be, but power lines, power factories, mm -hmm. what's it called? Uh, they're digging for oil, freaking Baldwin Hills. Fracking. Yeah. All that. All yeah. That, yeah. They're just like, if there's black people near it, <laughs> you know, if there's Mexicans there, yep. if there's like Filipinos there, they're like, all right, well, here's where we put the nuclear waste. We'll put it right yeah. here. <laughs> Right here. They right. won't be able to smell it over all the peanut sauce. <laughs> Am I right? What is that? Two sparrows? Collect them. We'll eat them later. Right. It's their willingness to put this shit in neighborhoods that don't get to benefit from the technology or yes. from the resource that makes it so terrifying. Mm -hmm. It Look, whatever y'all are doing, you're doing. I can't stop you. I'm not even woke enough to really be like out in the streets angry about it. Right. But don't put it in a community that doesn't even get to use the shit. That's wild. That's insane. That <laughs> is redlining. Yes. Historically, that stuff is like it's there, you know, so it's kind of like that power lines thing. I feel like I've heard that 
you know, especially because it's like, again, they just put them there without knowing what the hell things do. Yo, I had a freaking, what was it, an Audi? That was my first car in LA. I got a diesel Audi. Okay. Hell thank, yeah. thank you. Diesel <laughs> Audi. And I got it because it was the green car of the year. But it turns out that Audi lied about mm -hmm. all that. Everybody yep. got fired. I was driving around a poisonous car <laughs> that I only got because I thought it was healthy. And it oh, turns it was out. A green it was the green car of the year. It was putting green spew out into the air. <laughs> and people were sucking that up into their weak lungs. But it passed this test that's impossible to pass. But it turns mm -hmm. out that they cheated the whole system. And right. so, again, power lines, you know, like, it makes me go, all right, well, they just put this thing out there and lied because everybody wants money. Everybody wants a buck. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't personally actually believe that power lines are causing cancer for kids, but I don't know that it isn't true. So I can't be the person that when someone says it goes, absolutely not, because y'all do too much fuck shit all the time. <laughs> Seriously. And so, like, even in the research that I was doing, because I think more or less most of the research concludes that 5G has no correlation with the coronavirus mm -hmm. or cancer or any of the other things that it's being accused of. But there are all these scientists and publishers and people who have come forward to oppose 5G that makes you start to question, well, what is it that it might be dangerous for? Right. So like in 2015, 190 scientists, doctors and engineers from about 40 countries sent an appeal to the United Nations urging the World Health Organization to reconsider its position on 5G. It wasn't 5G specific, but cell phones and wireless technologies They're basically saying like, hey, y'all are advancing too quickly. This is dangerous. We need to chill the fuck out. Hmm. That's 2015. Yeah, yeah. And that's a group of scientists and doctors. That's not just, you know, a dude at the at the corner store. Was it like an international group of scientists and doctors, too? I, I believe so. It's like everybody's coming together to, like, Captain Planet this shit because hmm. it's getting dangerous. Yeah, I guess I'm wondering. It makes me wonder about a, a bunch of things. First of all, again, I think that, like, not knowing enough about it and rushing to market is enough mm -hmm. to, like, cause pause, right? Yep. But at the same time, just like we were talking about, like, communities of color are the places that, you know, these power factories and these, you know, oil rigs and shit are put near, nuclear waste are put near. Mm -hmm. And that, that same thing is true on the global scale. So it's like right. the global south of this planet is the poorest part of this planet. The global right. north, if you're above the equator, you are relatively wealthy. And if you're below the equator, not so much. Sure. And so all of those countries and continents that are in the global south always are the ones who all of this stuff that we need in the quote unquote first world, we destroy mm -hmm. their countries. We destroy their governments. We destroy their ecosystems to be able to put our shit there so we have it here right so, so so in essence the equator being the tracks that that some people <laughs> are on the wrong side of and that means that like they in fact have been suffering at the hands of these technological advancements that may not actually be a threat to you and i because we live in a type of country that has gotten the fifth generation of this advancement right that like to your point 
that first fucking cell phone probably was just a brick of plutonium. Then, <laughs> it right, was a tesseract that, and like melted your ass. Yeah, fucking right. hand turned you into a red ass skull. <laughs> it's it's Marie Curie, right? Like fucking Marie Curie was a lady who made all these advancements in terms of radiation and the way that we understand it and the way that we deal with radiation. And then she died of radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. She's an inventor and then she changes the world and then she dies of the thing that she basically changes the world with. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because the bitch didn't know you ain't supposed to be kissing plutonium. You're not <laughs> supposed to do that. That's not how you live, Marie Curie. Yeah. She had no idea. And by the way, if you are grossed out by blood, uh, <laughs> never watch the Showtime series The Nick. Because right. that sure. is about like Victorian era, you know, medical science and surgeries when we didn't know, man. And they go for some accuracy. And I'm like, yeah. that's nasty. <laughs> the it's whole jarring. Time. I'm like, <laughs> and it's really good. Which is why I'll yeah. never watch it. Because I'm like, it's, this is... Fantastic show. One of the goriest things that I probably have ever watched. Yeah. Historically Uh, ass accurate, too. Yeah. They didn't wash their hands. They didn't like scrub off. They just walked in there, stuck their hand up somebody's uh, small intestine. Yeah. And just. (laughs) And then when they died, they would be like, oh, put their bloody hand all over their (laughs) face. Like, I can't believe it. Uh, Oh, sorry. There's something in my eye. (laughs) <laughs> only thing that could make me feel better right now is if I lick my fingers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> ah, sausage. So <laughs> gross. So anyway, sure. what was we talking about? <laughs> I just think I think to your point that we're constantly balancing this realization of not knowing what we're advancing into and what we're advancing from. Mm-hmm. And so to your bigger point the world is not suffering the same experience at the exact same time. Exactly. So as I personally am starting to grow fears about 5G or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's probably some place on the planet Mm -hmm. where they've already gone through this and suffered much greater than I have a person who thinks that these cell phone waves might be radiating my chest. Yeah, I mean, not even necessarily that that place already had 5G, but that if we need a big old plot of ass, you know, land where we can put some certain technology or servers or if we need like a certain mineral that makes 5G work, you know, Mm -hmm. then we will go to that avatar planet and try to murder all these mofos in their tree because we want what we want. And then that's where it goes into global warming. You see what I'm saying? Because we go out there and we destroy communities in South America, in Africa, in Asia, you know, and then mm. those are the places where, oh, it turns out we need that fucking forest, <laughs> you know, yeah. turns out that and, river is important hmm, for the planet. There's, there's lots of evidence that many of the things that we're correlating with 5G, coronavirus, cancer, like all the things that we're saying may potentially be caused by 5G are in fact just caused by global warming, caused by like mm. our planet becoming less and less of a, a hospitable place for human beings to be able to survive. So it, what you're calling, you know, 5G related is actually just human beings being fuck boys and <laughs> ruining the earth for our existence. Yo, Carlin used to have a joke about, he said, we're raping mother earth. That's mm-hmm. what he used to say. And he's like, and we go, we, she was asking for it. That's it's like, <laughs> that is exactly what we are doing. You know, I hate to be super dramatic and, you know, uh, but, but like, it's like, it still rings true. 
And the other thing for me is that because when we invent new technologies, it's always at the expense of nature somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we got all these computers. We're going to need a mountain of servers. And then we have to burn some shit or, or take some shit to put the stuff there that we need for the technology. So we always invent stuff and then we have to take a piece of the planet to yeah. keep it instead of was... inventing things that integrate or cultivate the planet. Right. And that's why we got to give everything back to indigenous people. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Langston? <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Exactly what you're saying about I have some new bamboo sheets, right? They're, oh, Langston, you got on the bamboo sheet train, son? I, yeah, I'm on that sheet train and it's fantastic. Bamboo, it breathes better. It, it feels I, I wake up less sweaty and I am a sweaty sleeper bear. <laughs> but I, I wake up less sweaty and, and, and I'm not proud of that. But I'm telling you because this is an intimate space. I wake up very sweaty, but not with those bamboo sheets. I wake up substantially less sweaty. And to your point, that feels like a technological advancement right we're moving into a space where like oh okay we're making shit with different products yeah. but also now we're just now gonna tear down all the bamboo instead of all the oak trees but langston do you know what bamboo is i don't tell it's me. grass nigga <laughs> <laughs> seriously bamboo grows fast that's why it's a great resource to use oh. it's really easy to cultivate it becomes mm-hmm. a lot of different shit so mm-hmm. bamboo, now the process in which things that bamboo becomes sheets, there's a conspiracy for you. Because, sure. But bamboo in and of itself is a renewable there's some, resource. Uh, there's some baby bones in that bamboo sheet that uh, they're, they're not bringing up. They're no, like, no, no. This, is, this is 90% bamboo. And you're like, what's that other 10%? Baby, baby bones. <laughs> Usually it says rayon. This just says ray. Yeah. <laughs> He was nice. Yeah, he was a good boy. We had to take him, though. All right, we're going to take one more break, and we'll be back with more Baron Vaughn and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Baron Vaughn, more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about the secrets that the government is keeping from us and the potential that these 5G towers are just another example of us being uh, melted on the inside, <laughs> from inside yeah. to out. Kids, this is what I'm saying. Like, the feelings behind these conspiracies, I think, again, valid, need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. But trying to figure out why you feel uneasy and it's got to be an easy target... That's where people go wrong, trying to think that, yeah. like, but, like, you know, I don't know, because some of the stuff that we're saying might be conspiracy theory. Who knows? Uh, it probably is. I Neither of us are scientists. And I, to your point, we should just all be willing to admit that, that, yes. like, science is important. Science is valid. I don't know shit. I got a uh, C plus in the last science class that I took, and it was for good fucking reason. <laughs> but... I am a person who can recognize things that are happening in the world. And so maybe there's a happy medium between what I can offer. And so maybe I shouldn't be blaming technology Mm -hmm. and more just pointing out that there are risks that we should address. Yes. What you're describing is the meaning of poetry. (laughs) Is that it? Because I'll go back in. You know, Robert Pinsky told both of us, bro. (laughs) Okay, I want to play a game. We're going to play one game, and then we're going to get out of here. And this game, it's a fun game that I call White Lies. Ugly, you are disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. White Lies. This is a a fun game where I'm going to introduce to you a commonly held white conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. one that white people have sort of uh, believed in for quite some time. And then I would like for you to unpack why you think that white people believe this conspiracy theory. Okay. What do you think this means for them? What are these sneaky motherfuckers up to? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, I do know exactly what you mean. Hell yeah. Okay, here's the fun one. For years now, I've been hearing, and maybe you've heard it too, that Avril Lavigne... (laughs) is a clone that she is not in fact the avril lavigne of skater boy fame but she is a different human being who they essentially uh replaced her with and is now standing in as the avril lavigne of old my question for you why do you think white people believe that avril lavigne was cloned i think it's because her real name is april lavin (laughs) And she was just tired of telling people it's Avril Lavigne. And she slips every now and then. And people go like, it's God. There's got to be a reason. White people, every Mm. all of their names are real. Like Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Um, All of our names are real. You know, Uh, wow. I've never heard that. Avril Lavigne is cloned. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that white people think that because they grew up out of their interest of her (laughs) and she's still around. So they're looking for a reason that she's boring now instead of the fact that they're no longer 15. 
Oh, I love that. So this is all just a, an unwillingness to self-reflect and be honest and say like, ah, man, maybe that song wasn't that good. And yes. I committed too much of my energy to looking like this lady who shopped at Hot Topic. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could I could grow as a person and just be honest and say that like your taste changes and it doesn't have to be a reflection of who you are or I could say this bitch is trying to trick me <laughs> <laughs> must be a clone only real answer ah that's so that's that makes the most sense to me I don't actually know that that there's any other explanation <laughs> good good that's why I'm here you nailed it Baron, this was such a great time. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? What kind of cool shit you got going on? Yeah, all kinds of cool shit. Uh, you can find out about that and more at BaronVon.com. Or you can look me mm. up on Twitter, Instagram, at BarVonBlack. I'll sing it because it's weird to spell it. B-A-R-V-O-N-B-L-A-Q. That's BarVonBlack. Black with a Q. Anon. <laughs> I listen if you could come back on and sing everybody's uh plugs right at the end that would be <laughs> perfect that's what I'll do well Baron this was such a great time thank you so much for doing it and as always you can follow me at Langston Kerman I'm not gonna sing it I don't have that kind of confidence but follow me at Langston Kerman on all them things bye Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.